For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Let's get into some of the news from today. One of the, really what I did all day today was sit in the newsroom and watch the David Ware trial. They, they made it available online for us because there's just not enough, one, really not enough room in the courtroom for everybody. And two, um, it's, they knew there would be a lot of interest. And, you know, in this way I could sit here and do other things while I'm listening in. So I chose to do it that way. Uh, Fox 23 and KRMG's Rick Maradon was in the courtroom. Rick, I thought we would just sort of go through the synopsis of what I'm calling day one of testimony. It was uh, opening statements. The jury got their instructions just after 10 o'clock. They read the charges, which are first degree murder, shooting with intent to kill. Uh, there were drug charges and obstructing an officer. Um, I, I was really interested, and I know you've covered a lot of court cases. I had never seen this before, but it may be normal. David Ware, the defendant in this case, had a tablet in his hands, and he was scrolling through what I guess would be crime scene photos, evidence photos. Did you see that? Yeah, so with the way the evidence is positioned in the courtroom, there's actually a glare uh, with how they were going to do it. So in order to double-check what is and keep everybody on the same page, there's a printout of all the exhibits. And that's what he was doing was he was checking the printout of the exhibits. And so when someone questions you about photo number four, he can turn to photo number four and, and know what he's talking about. Where's taking an active role as much as he can um, with his defense. Obviously, his life is on the line here. We're talking about David Ware, the man who um, is charged with these crimes I just listed, murder and shooting with intent to kill. This is the June 29th, 2020 shooting of Tulsa Police Sergeant Craig Johnson, who died as a result of that shooting, and Officer Aris Zarkashan, who miraculously survived. And I learned something today, Rick, I didn't know. I knew that uh, Zark, as they call him, Officer Zarkashan, was able to name David Ware as the shooter in the moments after. You know, after he's been shot in the head, he's able to tell the responding officers who it was. But I did not realize or it had never been publicized, that he was also able to give those officers the password to his laptop in his car because they pulled his body cam off real quick and they plugged it in to see what had happened. And he's able to give them the password. It's just amazing. Apparently while the bullet was still in his head. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so it, uh, there were a lot of interesting things um, that, that came out that I had never heard before. Uh, the, the, the one that's kind of, I think, of the first drop in the bucket is uh, David Ware had a very good night at the Hard Rock Casino. He hit the jackpot. And the reason why he didn't have his driver's license during this traffic stop and he knew he was getting flustered is because he left his driver's license at the Hard Rock because he won so much money he had to fill out a tax form. And so for whatever reason, he took the tax form but did not pick up his ID. And that was just the start of what turned into all of this. Right. The ID was brought up. The uh, insurance verification was brought up, which initially he couldn't find, but he swore he had, and it later turned up in evidence photos, so it was there. Um, the prosecution in their opening statements outlined the events from the moment the traffic stop began to the shooting and then the moments after. The defense uh, spent a lot of time talking about the nature of the interaction with the officers, saying that they had no right to tow the car, which they were trying to do. Um, it went down that road for quite some time. They both presented their 
side's witness testimony today, where Rick was really uh, powerful when uh, Detective Steven Stoltz took the stand. He's the major crimes supervisor, and he was called out that morning. Uh, he's a 24-year veteran and broke down multiple times on the stand today. Well, and he's still on the stand right now. They're they're going past five o'clock today. But let's let's get back to those opening statements for a second because it was very hard to follow. It was an hour long, just the defense. The, the, the prosecution took maybe 20, 30 minutes. The defense was so hard to follow, you could tell on the jurors' faces that they were confused. I, I, I know Kevin Adams had written out his arguments, but from what I saw on the jurors' faces, it needed to be more organized. It was probably the roughest opening statement I have heard ever in, in my time at Fox 23 and, and even in the newsrooms before. And so I don't think that opening statement, he wanted to get everything out. It was just so jumbled. I don't know how effective it was. It was tough to um, hear everything he said on my end through the, you know, the online stream. I'm sure you got a better take on it, but I did hear a lot of repetition. So I, I understand what you're saying. And I did hear some reporting uh, that you just did on TV moments ago that, in those moments where Detective Stoltz was breaking down, one of those was because he uh, he was showing the photos. He was describing the photos the state was presenting, and one of them included the puddle of blood that belonged to Officer Zarkishan. You mentioned a, a juror got kind of queasy. So this is what this is what everybody is scratching their heads about, including the judge and the attorneys. Is why one one of the jurors they've been in jury selection for two weeks. Why, if one of these jurors was squeamish for, of, of the sight of blood, did they not bring it up? And so there is a trash can next to one of the jurors because he claims that if he sees even a drop of blood, he will either faint or puke. And the judge is like, look, we're not going through jury selection again. You're going to ride this out. You should have told us this. And so far, we have not seen any um, bodily fluid coming out of any jurors. Um, and so... But it is it is incredibly I mean, you think about all of the photos that were taken, there were over two, I would I would say one hundred and fifty ish, almost 200 photos of the scene. And as you hear Stoltz describe stuff, uh, it it doesn't look like a human being uh, by any means. But he will say, oh, that puddle of blood was Zarkishan or that puddle of blood is Johnson. And um, because you have to remember, they were in the hospital by the time the investigators were able to access the scene. There's just so much that we, we just simply don't have time to get through. And um, I mean, it's been several hours, but we will touch more on it throughout the hour here. Fox 23 KRMG's Rick Maranon. We'll check in with you uh, throughout the week. You're going to be there all week. yeah? If it's not me, it'll be Sarah Whaley. All right, Rick, thank you so much. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.